Are you ready to uh, juice it up? Are you ready to get sizzling? Saucy. Do you know what song I'm singing? Hello. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Welcome back, you guys. What's uh, my my voice reminded me of um the girl from The Parent Trap. You may call me on Vicky. I... Wait, so have you watched The Parent Trap or not? Like so many times. Oh, yeah, when the evil girl, like when Meredith's mom at the Stafford is like Hello, pet. <laughs> oh. You may call me Aunt Vicky. Oh, okay. I know, yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about yes, now. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But big update. All right. So do you guys remember, like, do you remember when I had this, like, weird, like, rash on my neck? Oh, yeah. I don't know if I shared it, really. Like, I think I did. I think you mentioned it, yeah. yeah. this was, like, months ago. Like, yeah. weird rash. And the one on my neck truly looked like a hickey. Yeah. Like, I have a picture. Like, it really looks like a hickey to me. I don't know why. But, it, you know, it was just a rash, and it eventually went away. Um, I literally did not use perfume for months. I remember that. Yeah, I didn't wear a necklace for months. And mind you guys, that, like, Julie is, like, the perfume yes. queen. Like, yes. she will I smell love. you and be like are you wearing this and like yeah. get it like completely I love right. it so much yeah so i started getting it on my arm oh right my and it was actually pretty bad yeah uh and i do have like a minor sun allergy and i just thought it was that okay so we put on some like hydrocortisone just stuff you can get over the counter like right cvs adorated whatever and and then it, would, it just got so bad like it was like kind of climbing up like Your the arm, arm. Oh my like gosh. it was like the lower arm the front side and so then i would start driving with my like inner inner arm faced upward if that makes sense yeah so that the forearm wasn't exposed to the sun right. as i was driving so you're basically driving underhand exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and then i started getting the bumps like there oh my gosh and then it started to trickle up a bit and anyways yeah so we finally identified it <gasps> no um, way and you know i really believe like you know somebody at church said it's from hot cheetos okay and i really might think that's it stop it because the doctor said it definitely looks like something that was triggered by a chemical okay like reaction okay so this could easily be a perfume or a body wash i'm using or um detergent that i'm using right but i can fully believe it if she said like by chemical if she meant the stuff inside the pepper puffs of hot cheetos that's so weird yeah so that triggered it and then like the sun allergy is irritating it even more oh uh, i see yeah. so double whammy yeah double and homicide I, and yeah and i don't know if you remember like remember my birthday last year it was the hottest week so it's like i kind of have to deal with it a little bit like for uh, maybe like a month more because right. august is usually pretty hot yeah yeah so and climate change so yeah yeah so we've finally identified that wait oh my gosh maybe mm -hmm. i need to like let other people know because i've been noticing that people are getting like like really? things that look similar to your like yeah rash it's yeah. almost like eczema i'm not like officially diagnosed with eczema right but i actually had a minor case of eczema when i was a kid so i can see where it would like kind of like yeah. maybe flare up oh, again. But the nurse was like like freaking me out because he was like, oh, when he first took a look at it, he maybe thought it was shingles. 
Oh. So I could only think about jo- Joyce. It's <gasps> like what? But I was. But then he was like, "Oh yeah, probably not." When I told him, it's been here for like at least two months. Oh. So, anyways, we finally got that figured out. Yep. Woohoo! Yay! Um, now, if you do see me, I'm probably gonna be wearing like uh, those Ajuma sleeves. Uh huh. Like the driving Ajuma yeah, sleeves. Yeah, and it can be like it has to be a white one. She said. Yeah. But let me let me rant real quick. All right, I'm, I, I'm ready. I got some beef against Instagram right now. Yep, yep. Okay, some beef against Instagram. Yep. Freaking, oh my God, I'm pissed. Mm. So, <laughs> you guys know that I'm single now. And I think last season, Julie, you had mentioned like, you know, like, I'm single, but I'm not like single, single. You know, like there's oh, still yes. people yes. sliding in your yes. DMs, you know, yes. like here and there. And so I will say that I have some people in my DMs, right? <laughs> and you know me, I'm a little nosy. I kind of want to yes. see what's up. Uh-huh. And so I'll like open their message, but I, I'm a busy person. Yeah. And so I don't want to, I'm very busy. And so I don't want to like respond right yeah. away. Right. Yeah. And so I will like use that feature where you like swipe to the left and mark as unread Mm -hmm. and this entire time i thought that it would be like you know unseen from the other person's point of view from the guy's point of view but i guess it shows like oh seen just now and so i've been leaving people on red for like 24 48 72 hours and then like responding like three days later and being like oh hey sorry i didn't see your message that's bad it's very bad that's bad dude so uncomfortable dude i mean i thought the same thing but if you were using lines like wait shoot did i use those lines because i definitely thought the unread meant it would make away the red exactly like do not send the red receipt (laughs) what the hell i don't have that on my phone so why would i want that on Instagram, dude i'm so i'm so angry yes yeah. But you know what's so funny though is I think people purposely message me on Instagram sometimes because of that. Because it has to show that you read it if you opened it. Oh. And that's why I actually know for some friends, uh, like who do I? There are a couple friends that I only message on Instagram. Even though they're like close friends of yours? Yeah. I have their number. I have their number. We, like, right. we text also. But I know that if I DM them, it'll show if they read it or not. And so you're like more likely to respond. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure some people do that with me too, because. Right. You know. Right. I think it's gotten a little worse again. Dude, I, I be in too many group chats with you, but you're not really in it. You're just kind of in it, but you're not really in it. It's just, oh my God. Sometimes like when I come out of a meeting, like a 30 minute meeting, Uh bro, it's like a hundred notifications. Oh, wait, really? Is it that bad? No, it's really not. Okay. It's just a little MSG. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Maybe like 99. Maybe 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little MSG. Yeah. Yeah, I got beef with Instagram right now. All right. Other than that, dude, Mm. I'm changing my life. I'm becoming a new (laughs) person. Because guess who deleted TikTok off of their phone? So crazy. Isn't that nuts? So crazy. And do you know, actually, the reason why I deleted it is because of this episode. When oh? we started, you know, talking about values and whatnot, mm. I know that one of my values is like learning, right? Mm-hmm. Like I love just like information and knowledge. Like mm-hmm. I am just very nosy. <laughs> And so that's kind of the excuse yes. I would use for TikTok. Like oh, I would okay. be like, I have learned so much useful information on TikTok, which I have, don't get me wrong. But 
it's been like an unhealthy relationship and yeah. i realize like i can like learn just as much from other sources and maybe yeah. not waste so much time on the app yeah and so that's why i i think like we wanted to talk about values today and yeah. so i mean it depends on what you're trying to learn right uh, i think like i've come across a lot of like oh like psychology facts uh, or even like oh relationship facts uh, like uh-huh. oh like you like i'll come across a lot of these like oh a guy like you know a guy truly likes you if and then it's like like a, you know like a lovey-dovey song and then yeah. or you might come across donatella versace's face and then start crying <laughs> but i also saw um this one clip on instagram actually of denzel washington um just talking about how like media is so crazy i think this is all a fact that we know but just like a you know let's reiterate it right right, right. like you know it used to be who can get like like the the right the correct source okay now it's like who can get the information the fastest even if it's false and so Uh, it's like we we hold this responsibility of like really doing our research right comparing the media sources and like getting like getting the right information right right because all the information out there is like not right like you got to fact check yeah fact check the fact Yes, exactly. Okay, so you deleted TikTok. I deleted TikTok, so that's been a very big update as well. But yeah, yeah just getting into the episode, I think that like, hmm, I don't, I don't know about like everyone, but definitely me. I don't think I ever like took the time growing up to solidify like what my values are. Mm. And I didn't even know like that was a thing to be completely honest you know like people are like oh be honest like you have to be polite and like treat people with respect but outside of those what i would consider like bare minimum things like i think that a lot of my values just kind of like came inherited from my parents Mm. and church and you know just everything that you kind of grow up with but i don't think i ever really took the time to write out or even think about exactly like what i think is important in this life right and so i think like a very like good example of this was that like you guys know from our college episodes that I got into USC a year early and so junior year when I had gotten like the decision letter and it says you know like congratulations, congratulations. class of 2018 yeah Fine on. yeah yeah like when I when I had gotten that letter I automatically was like oh I'm gonna accept like this is what my parents want you know like this is what my parents have always wanted for me like the goal has always been college and so I went and I didn't necessarily have like the most amazing experience there and so Mm. I think that deep 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 down I had this like bitterness towards my parents Mm. because I was doing things to satisfy their values and their needs and I wasn't really like living in alignment with my own and so during quarantine we had this like a big conversation that we now like funny enough call the breakthrough um (laughs) where we were talking about this about how like you know maybe I had been living my life to satisfy like their needs and their values and because I never really took the time to like take responsibility for like my own decisions and choices I was just like living in misalignment and so I wasn't feeling like fulfilled in the correct way and Mm. so I think overall like though they've guided me in like the best way that they could it came to a point where it was like you know what I need to like pave my own path discover my own values and like live in alignment with them yeah and so I think like just in general this has allowed me 
to be more like conscious. And I think for people like you and me, I mean, we grew up so close to our parents. I think yeah. I mean, we're still very close to our parents. Yeah. And I, I'm, this is not to say that we never like, I, we had our rough, pa- like our rough patches and whatnot with our parents and whatnot. But I do think maybe your family and my family are similar and that family is very, very important, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think when, you know, my parents matter to me so much, mm-hmm. it, it is very easy for me to just inherit what they are like. Right. right. Um, and I think for both of us being the older daughter, it's even easier. Yeah. Just kind of by default. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Um, it's definitely easier to do that. And it's just crazy you bring up that example of going to USC because that that's what you thought your parents wanted. Right. I think in our, you know, the breaking point, which maybe in hindsight, we should have, you know, titled The Breakthrough oh. um, featuring your sister. Mm-hmm. You know, in that episode, I mentioned, you know, very briefly the story of, you know, how when I was in elementary school, right, mm-hmm. I wanted to be, be a doctor. Right. Obviously, I don't know in what. Right. But it is crazy to think that in elementary school, I only knew of two occupations, mm-hmm. you know, for myself. Yeah. It was either doctor or lawyer. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I remember... I don't know what like prompted me to say this to my parents. Obviously, just you know, probably a school assignment, whatnot. Yes. Somewhere throughout the years, mm-hmm. it, it had gotten hazy to me, and I had started creating this story. And this is all like I only came to realize this when I, I also had this breakthrough during quarantine, talking to my mom about it. Right. right. But somewhere it got hazy where you know I thought going that medical student route was like, you know what my mom wanted for me right so, you know if my mom wants that for me you know she had sacrificed so much for me like came to this country like works her butt off like this uh, this is the least i can do for her right so right. i really do think a lot of my initial college decisions were based off of that oh like fulfilling interesting. this dream i don't know what i thought was my parents dream for them and for me right right but it was so crazy because at one point right like i knew this was absolutely something i didn't want to do because you know i was taking classes like like entry like class like like chemistry and whatnot and uh, it was uh-huh. so hard for me mm-hmm. and it was just making me question like oh my god is it supposed to be this hard uh, for everyone going into this field oh wow. like is this normal yeah, yeah. Um, and then that's when i i kind of had my own self breakthrough of this is definitely not my calling but yeah. how am i gonna tell my parents and yada yada yeah and so thankfully they were supportive but it wasn't until quarantine when i was telling them like yeah it was so hard like trying to take all these classes like but then they were like, what do you mean? Like, this is something you wanted. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is something this, you wanted. Yeah. And they were like, no, like, what do you mean? <laughs> right, right. Oh. Um, but no, they were they were genuinely, genuinely so confused. And right, it was something that I had mentioned to them. And I think they, their reaction had made such an impact on me. Uh. I somehow changed the narrative to like, oh, this is something that they want from, from me because you know, I just correlated that to them being so happy that that's what they wanted for me. Uh, when in reality, it was just, I had mentioned it and as supportive parents, they wanted to support me. Yeah. You know, like yeah. push me in the direction where it would be the easiest, would make sense, you know, words of affirmation and whatnot. Oh, wow, yeah. And so uh, just recognizing like what I'm good at, what I value, right? Like, right. right. Like even if I were to go through that route, like, yes, I know so many people are very passionate about medicine and we need people like that. But for me, it was just, I would have definitely been in it, I think, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that, like, also, one thing that Jay Shetty in Think Like a Monk had mentioned was, mm-hmm. like, it's it's really important to, like, kind of narrow down on also why you value certain things or where that value originated, right? Yeah. And for us, in both of our situations, like, it was 
a lot from our parents right mm-hmm. like obviously like they're your natural caregivers and whatnot yeah. and so i actually like did an exercise like during quarantine where i wrote down every single thing that i could potentially value where it originated from and if that was actually true to myself and you know mm. through that list like i realized that like maybe one example was like selflessness like that's yeah. something that like really originated from my parents mm. and I don't think it was necessarily like true to me like though I think it's important to you know like give to other people and like mm-hmm. care for other people I think when it comes to selflessness like it I took it as like neglecting oneself mm-hmm. and so it was a lot of like me giving more yeah. than I like actually had the capability and the capacity to yeah and I'm not saying you did it like this but I think also it just becomes so self-destructive when you're doing it out of obligation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if you want to be selfless, like it should be out of a, you know, like a kind heart of like, oh, I want to be selfless. But I think definitely you recognizing like, okay, like knowing your limits, knowing your boundaries yep. of, okay, like this I can do, but by you just kind of automatically doing it out of habit. It was honestly like building resentment in me. Exactly. Because it wasn't like something that I actually valued. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, values, it's it's so crazy because was it before you read the Think Like a Monk? Jay Shetty? Yeah, was it before that or after? So, right, our group of friends, we decided to do this values activity. Uh, uh-huh, and uh-huh. I think we definitely mentioned it in one of our earlier check-ins, like maybe season one check-in, like. Like early. Like, yeah, we definitely mentioned it, but we're actually going to talk about it now. But I do want to say, like, values are fluid. They are like the water. Be like water. And so values are fluid because I think in Diane's episode, right, we were talking about we're not like just one thing. Right? Uh, we're a mixture of many things. Yeah, yeah. We're both so young. Mm-hmm. The more we experience humanity, the more we experience life, mm-hmm. I'm sure those experiences will shape what we actually value. No, exactly, exactly. And so I think like even making sure that you aren't like holding yourself to that like one dimensional box that we had mentioned in the yeah. breakup episodes is just important in meeting yourself where you're at. And so we, we excluded family and friends because... That just hands down for the both of us are extremely important. Yeah. Super valuable. Yeah. Okay. So please please share with me what your values are because I know that the last time we did this, it's changed since. Yes. 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 Alrighty. So when, you know, Hannah and I and our friends did this last year, the, the three I chose and, you know, we can go on forever and how cute are our friends, you guys? We had like this Zoom session and actually about half the group couldn't, um, attend yeah so then we forced them <laughs> to do another zoom and we didn't share ours right until they did theirs yeah and so we like yeah so we had to like we forced them to like record their zoom yeah. so that we could all watch and learn about what each other's values yes. were yeah so we recorded it and it was just mind-blowing because you guys there's nine of us and all nine of us did it and nobody's two of the three were the same yeah nobody's values like I think there were maybe like two, three people who chose the same word. Right. But no two of the three were the same for any of us, which is so crazy. Yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, so then a couple months ago, uh, the three I chose were optimism, leadership, and security. Mm-hmm. Security? <laughs> security. Security. I said that kind of weird. Security. Um, and you know what? Let me just let me just quickly start with, you know, leadership. Because mm. I think now when I read it, I'm like, why in the world did I choose leadership? 
dude it's because you were president of asb <laughs> so okay so yeah when i when i look at it i'm like why in the world did i choose leadership and you know um so hannah rewatched our recordings which so great mm-hmm. um you know i had expressed how i was choosing between leadership confidence and ambition uh uh-huh, uh-huh. wait also maybe i need to preface this by saying like you guys we, we also value many other things too i think these are it was very hard to it was narrow down to three you guys it's so hard there are so many words in this world like i mean yes hannah and i value honesty we value passion like we we're more than just these three words but this is just the three that we decided to share today yep so anyways yeah so i was i was choosing between leadership confidence and ambition and i think the underlying factor behind the leadership was i had recently then taken the strength finders right right and my top two were woo and significance Uh uh-huh so i think it was something like i find a lot of value in myself when i can help others like make a decision right guide them through a path like i think the significance really meant like knowing i had some type of impact right right like in either a decision you were making whatever step you're about to take knowing i had a significance yeah in that yeah um and so i think you know, growing up, did I ever share how I even got into student council? You guys, it was total Korean mom, dad, peer pressure. I did not want to run. And I mean, is this something I'm thankful for? Is this right. something I'm thankful for? But I really did not want to run. And they were like, you have to run. And so, you know, it was a whole house effort. Like I was making the chocolate covered pretzels. My sister was making the, you remember those index cards with the pin that you pinned onto people's backpacks? Oh my gosh, so cute. Yeah. You have to do that. And my mom and dad worked on the big poster with my face on it. Right. And I was always so sad because Jung doesn't have a nice slogan that rhymes with it. But anyways, yeah, I think that's why like from a young age, from the fourth grade, I was always involved in student council. Right. Like whenever I would join a club, honestly, my first thought was, all right, how can I have a leadership position? Yeah, that's why I always chose historian because it was (laughs) like a board position, but the easiest of the board positions, you know. Yeah. But through that, I I thought I came to value being able to lead people. Mm hmm. But during the pandemic, I just like really took a look at this and I honestly have to go with ambition to replace the leadership. Oh. Yeah. I think it's not so much the act of leading or delegating anymore. Right. But it's more so that passion that's behind. Like it's not it's not the action, it's the passion, if that makes sense. It's not the action, it's the passion. So more of that fieriness that you have to want to lead. Uh, which is why I tied it into ambition. That makes sense. That I yeah. value a lot within myself, but uh-huh. you know what I value in others as well. Oh, you know, yeah. And so, I mean, in terms of like ambition, I think that that's something that I also value as well. But sometimes we see like in different friends that maybe they don't have that ambition or drive. Yeah. And so, like, has have you like noticed in any sort of way like that that has impacted? your relationship with them like when they don't value the same things that you do oh my god so when we did this exercise actually i had introduced it to my work friends i even asked my sister to do it and i think even within our friends Mm -hmm. we we've now at this point brought this up a couple of times but just like it's so easy for us to assume because we've all been friends for so long. I mean, you and I have been friends for 13 plus years. Yeah. Like our friend anniversary, you know, I don't know, maybe like seven, eight years. Like, right. It's so easy to just be like, oh yeah, Hannah likes that because she's always like that. Like uh, Hannah is this way because she's always been that way. Right, right. Um, and so it was just so crazy to do this activity 
because I will have to say I'm maybe the most type A in our group of friends, maybe. I agree. In with terms that. of like all the aspects of our life. I know some of our friends are like can be type A when it comes to like work. Right. But maybe I'm a little bit more type A like all around. all around yeah all around yeah yeah and so yeah it did kind of frustrate me like when i think about things i am pretty logical i think yeah right? like my next step is affected because of the long-term like picture for me yeah like julie has her 20-year plan yeah guys. you know so like yeah. uh, you know dependent depending on that 20 years like like how is this next step going to help me towards that 20 years is how i think about things right right so you know it was really hard for me because at times when our friends would make you know choices um Obviously, I want to be supportive. Right. But how can I share a piece of my mind if I don't really agree or if I know it's not going to be delivered in a supportive way? Uh, right, right. And so, so grateful for this activity because it really helped me to put into perspective, wow, the things I value mm-hmm. are not what my friends value. Yeah, So yeah. why am I pushing on, you know, you know, I don't know, just as an example, like a corporate nine to five if that's not their like ish. Right. You know, like, why am I pushing, I don't know, just just certain habits, I guess, right. that I have, if that's, like, not their priority or value. Right, right. I completely agree with you. I think that this exercise has brought a lot of, like, understanding amongst, like, our friends, you know? Yeah. Like, I also kind of fell in the same boat of, like, oh, I value this. Like, why doesn't my friend, like, value this as well? And yeah. so it was a lot of, like, like, pushing what my, like, ideologies and almost the way that i grew up onto other people and it wasn't really like that part actually for me in terms of like the why don't they value this it was for me because i valued ambition it was like to me the answer is so clearly x y and z right oh why don't you see it that way yeah like why aren't you taking steps x y and z to get you to that wherever yeah but it was because they didn't you know like uh, like ambition wasn't not necessarily ambition specifically Mm -hmm. but you know they it, it was kind of that like for me because it was ambition it was clear to me that the answer was to take steps you know one two three but they didn't see it that way it's almost like how i think i've been taking more time to like define different words in my life mm. you know mm. like some people have like a complete opposite idea of what ambition even like looks like yes and so i think like just taking the time to like okay wait like let's take a step back like let's literally that. get to the root like to the base and the foundation yeah. no yeah like I, I also like how you said just like defining ambition because you know me like i hate feeling content right but it was kind of funny because at one point during you know quarantine i hated that fact about me okay that i try to challenge myself which i've also mentioned a couple times but i'm not going to try to resist who i am yeah um and so i i don't like feeling content yeah and so this you know this value of mine ambition is like this ongoing fire yeah for me the way i view it is this ongoing fire of continual growth because mm-hmm. as you guys all know and i both you and i like we have a love for learning so yep I just I don't know like maybe I'm a little rigid in this area I'm not too sure like to me it's such an equation like to be ambitious it's like you know like I, I want to learn more it's that, okay. it's that ambition of like teach me more oh what about this asking the questions and so sort anyways, filter she, pivot table queen exactly exactly okay. concatenate oh. is that the word it's such a hard word yeah it's concatenate is it concatenate okay I actually have no fucking idea I think I know what word you're trying to say and I don't think concatenate concatenate <laughs> i don't know it's a weird i don't word. know i don't know i don't know but yeah so so are you excelling at life are you excelling in your ambition are you excelling in your love for learning right now <laughs> that is a great question 
um because okay while i like taking these like personality tests i definitely do not want it to define me but i think it's really helped me to understand myself oh and for one of them right we were able to identify that i was dismissive avoidant right and i think with that um it ties into optimism because while optimism is my greatest emotional intelligence strength Uh uh-huh i think it is a double-edged sword and i think it's also my greatest weakness oh in that i have low blood pressure i don't like stress i don't like you know conflict um but it's funny because i i definitely think the way i define conflict like the way i address conflict is different than the way you you know address Mm -hmm. conflict Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but yeah i just like would rather like view just dismiss everything and view it right in a positive way oh right so i thought i was excelling in life okay by dismissing all these things just trying to be optimistic about every single thing right right dude oh my god this is actually so crazy because i thought i think even throughout the lifespan of this podcast i think i used to pride myself a lot in having a very quick emotional cycle yes yeah, I definitely remember saying something like that. I have a very quick, like, it happens, I'm sad, I get over it. All right, next. Yeah. I but remember. I almost feel like that was me just, like, just really not addressing it fully. Whoa. Like, I will cry, right. but I'm not really addressing the root uh, of, right? Like, why it bothered me so much. Right. Um, why it even happened. Right. right. Like, what triggered it? Like, what were the leading events to me feeling that way? My right. knee-jerk reactions towards it. All that type of stuff. I wasn't really addressing it. Oh, wow. I was just like, you know, I don't know, quote-unquote, feeling my feelings in terms of doing the crying. Right. And getting over it, really. Interesting. So, like, was it, like, kind of rushing the process? Kind of. Wow. Yeah, just yeah. really being dismissive of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wasn't avoidant of it necessarily because I was doing the crying. I was, you know. Yeah. I was, like, talking. I was talking. I, I would tell you guys, like, oh, I feel, like, angry right now because blah, 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 blah. But now I'm over it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I don't think it was a deep, I don't think it was necessarily, like, a deep dive of it. Right? Whoa. And so, I had chosen optimism as a core value, uh-huh. of, you know, last year, but I would uh, quote unquote mature that to gratitude. Mm. Yeah. And I think a lot of, you know, a lot of recent events have helped me shape this thought. So with my family, when you have conflict with family, ah, you kind of resolve it in different ways, right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't you say you resolve conflict with your parents and sister a bit differently than you would resolve conflict with friends? Oh, a hundred percent. It's just kind of like, oh, let's just ignore it within the family, and then it kind of goes away. That, or sometimes you can you can be a bit rough, rough about it because uh, you can be as mean or blunt, but it, at the end of the day, you're family, right? You right. I mean? You can't get rid of me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. you birthed me, mom. Like yeah. you birthed me. Yeah. I'm a part of you. Yeah. Whereas you can have a friendship breakup. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so I think. Yeah, just like with that, it, 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 you can dismiss it. It's easy to it's easy to dismiss it, and for the for time's sake, it's easy to just be like that was really fucked up of you. But like, let's move on. Right, like, we're sisters. Like, let's move on. Right. Um, but I will say, like, starting to um, date my boyfriend, it, you can't really do that, uh, right? And he is so introspective. Um, he is deep, guys. Yeah, he's pretty deep. Yeah. Like, Dude, I thought I was so communicative. I thought I had a very high emotional intelligence. Like, he is very introspective and very intentional with all of it, too. Um, But I just realized, like, when when we do have conflict, I can't just dismiss it. And so when we would have, like, our initial conflict, I think 
it was definitely something I had to unlearn because it was more like uh, what I was used to. Let's, all right, let's kind of dismiss it. Think about it at my own pace and then get over it and then bring it up to him. Whoa. But he was definitely not down for that. Ah. Uh, right? Ah. Uh. So then I had to learn to not be optimistic, to be really honest. Oh. Like actually understand, articulate my feelings uh-huh. and express that to him. It kind of ties into like what I had shared in our breakup episode of, you know, how, you know, him sharing with me, like you don't have to always be able to explain like why you're feeling that way. Right, right. But that's why I think towards the end, you know, while I think optimism, you're just trying to mask the emotion. Mm-hmm. Gratitude is that underlying emotion. Like uh, uh, accepting, accepting that underlying emotion. Whoa. So like it's it's almost like... Mm, like I'm thankful for this like tough experience and admitting that it's tough rather than being like, oh, it was, an, it was a good experience because... Does that make yeah. Sense? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like if I didn't, if I didn't get the job, like, you know what? I didn't get like, it, it was, it, it didn't get it, but it was a good experience and I learned so much from it. So everything happens for a reason is optimism. Right. But gratitude is, man, I really, really wanted that. Yeah. Like I really wanted that. I prepped so hard, did all my research for it and dude, it like really sucks that it I didn't sucks. get the job. Yeah. Like it yeah. really sucks I didn't get the job, um, but I am still grateful that I had the opportunity to talk to them kind of. Right. I think it's like acknowledging that that, that, that sucky real, part that real emotion wow where i think that being optimistic was what i was doing oh you know what? if i didn't get it like damn it must have happened for a reason right damn, yeah. but ignoring that fact that i really wanted it right because i think that sometimes with optimism there can be a little bit of like judgment when then whenever you're feeling anything but right yeah. and so like y- even if you were like feeling upset, like just feeling the need to like get over it really quickly mm-hmm. um, and like not acknowledging that emotion. And I think that's a huge part of just validating your own feelings is like being like, you know what? This does suck. Yeah. And like, that's like all that you can really say about it. But like yeah. just making sure that you are almost like self-soothing in that way. Like, hey, it does yeah. suck, but like, okay, well, like let's let's work through this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like doing this too has made me more of an empathetic person because- Right? Like where my mentality was optimism, when my friends would go through similar experiences, I'd be like, it already happened. So like, all right, let's move on. Like, right. you, know, you know, things happen for a reason. Like, get happy. Yeah. But yeah. I think now, I'm not, I'm not quite there yet, right? I'm still pretty fast paced in everything I do. Uh-huh. But I think it's really helped me to understand others' emotions or oh, like... Wow. I used to not be able to really describe when I would be sad to people because I didn't want to share that deeper reason. You know? Whoa. Like... Oh, I'm okay. I'm just not really in the mood for it. When there was a deeper underlying reason as to why I was feeling that way. But I never wanted, like if I fought with my parents, I didn't want people to think I fought with my parents a lot. So like I would just say, oh, I'm not in the mood. But it was really because I had an argument with my parents. Right. And, you know, that's why I was feeling shitty. Yeah. Actually, now that you mention it, I guess I can see how like, used to be more vague about things yeah but i think so recently i've noticed a lot of vulnerability Mm. like i Mm. honestly really commend you for the vulnerability because it's hard to open up about shit that you're going through and especially that transition from like not opening up to opening up bro it's like it's scary like it's truly terrifying just like giving people like the opportunity to like place judgment on you exactly and so I exactly. honestly, you're still Tiffany box in my head. 
you know? <laughs> she's an even beautifuler Tiffany beautifuler. Box. Yeah, she's a beautifuler I'm Tiffany a Box. <laughs> All right. And and just lastly, I used to value security. Right. Oh, so much that I honestly thought it was limiting my full potential. Oh. Obviously in the moment I didn't I didn't really think of it that way, but now I I you know want to mature this one to accountability instead. Okay. Because I think with the security, what was happening was I was too focused on like just playing it safe. Mm. And I know our friends and like on these oppas who are in their 30s tell us like there's a piece of advice they give us. It's truly just like it's the journey of figuring it out in your 20s. Right, right. I think the ego in me like wanted to have it figured out. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's why I do have this 20 year plan. And I will say it's become a lot more loose. Right, right. Right. But I do feel like I used to calculate so much of what my next steps needed to be in order to, to achieve my definition of success. Right. Right. And so, yeah, it was just becoming a bit self-destructive in that, as I mentioned to you um, about being selfless, like I would do things like just for the sake of it providing me security whether it was like monetarily or even like being over optimistic about my time and needing to squeeze in my classes and homework in between things. Like obviously I needed to secure that A, but you know, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't fun. You know, in hindsight, when I, when I really think about the word security, it's not really being secure that I value. It's having that accountability within myself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or even like surrounding myself with those that can keep me accountable and also surrounding myself with those that want me to keep them accountable. Right, right. Um, you know, I value that a lot more. And actually, like, I have a question for you in terms of the, like, security. Like, did you feel like anything, any time you kind of, like, went outside those lines that you drew for yourself? Like, there was judgment? Like, let's say, like, something within your, what? 10-year, five-year plan didn't work out? Like, yeah. do you feel like it was like, oh my God, like like beating yourself up for those things? Of course. I think I'm a very visual person. Right. <laughs> Haven't heard that one in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's like, a, it's like a bell curve. I kind of think of it that way. Like we're in our early 20s. We're like still in that beginning. Right. And like, I only want to go up. Who wants to go back, right? Like right. I only want to go up. Right, right. But when I find myself being fearful of asking for that raise or asking for um, that autonomy in my life, mm-hmm. like, you know, finding time to do things that I want to do, um, just as an example, right? Like I told you, I'm very, come from a very family oriented household. So right. needing to show some acts of service for my parents and whatever they might need is going to cost me my own time. Right, right. And so um, I think in that way, it, it all ties together. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I would give some of myself up, Mm -hmm. but I'm so over optimistic that I would like feel like I wasn't doing enough for myself. And that's why I would beat myself up. Like, why can't you do this? Like, like, why are you losing motivation? Like, this is Uh, what you want. Truly, it's so easy to be hard on yourself and then have so much patience and understanding for others. And so... No, I, I like how you brought that up because that was actually me. Yeah. No, that was that was exactly me. I don't know, maybe it was just my need to want to do everything Mm. because I had to do it all to maintain, like maintain that pace in order to be where I want to be. I had to do it all. Right. Uh, But then I noticed that I wasn't giving 100% in everything I was doing. Uh, Just like juggling way too many. Way too much. Way too many tennis balls. I don't even know what they juggle. Oh. What do you call the stuff that they juggle? Juggle balls. 
are you sure no <laughs> you said it and i was like that juggle balls <laughs> no i could have a couple juggle balls on you i completely bullshitted that <laughs> so you need to say it with confidence like i would have if you asked me that same question i would have been like oh juggle balls <laughs> dude i literally you believed me it's no i didn't <laughs> i didn't believe you and that's why i was like are you sure they they juggle those pins like the bowling pins okay so juggle pins <laughs> yeah so i was i just had like way too many juggle pins um <laughs> and so I don't know. Maybe it's about taking a step back. Wow. No, actually, though, like, thank you so much for sharing. Look at you expressing that vulnerability. And yes. I wonder where you got that from. Was it me? Was it a combination of me and your boyfriend? Yes. Okay, good. Because vulnerability is one <laughs> of my values. Yes. Um, and I think, like, growing up, I was always, like, quote, the perfect daughter, right? Mm -hmm. Like I would be the one where my aunt would come up to me and be like, Hannah, you're my favorite niece, even though there's mm. my sister there. Mm. <laughs> She's like, no, tell anybody, right? Uh -huh. And so I always had that like expectation of like, oh, like, uh, like I could not mess up, right? I was told a lot growing up, like you're perfect, you're perfect, you're perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I had to keep up that image of like perfectionism. Yeah. And so I never opened up to anybody like you said about any of my troubles because if I was like fighting with my parents like I didn't want it to seem like I had a bad relationship with them and mm -hmm. so I wouldn't tell any of my friends I would just like silently struggle mm -hmm. or like not even silently I would blog about it on tumblr you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but I think along the way I just became like I, I wasn't able to keep up anymore. Like I couldn't keep up this like facade of like everything's yeah. okay. Like everything's fine because it all like kind of like caught up to me. Right. Yeah. And so eventually like I started being vulnerable because I finally was able to break down that idea that vulnerability equated to weakness. Right. Mm. Rather I was like, you know what? That was me, I think. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so rather I think that anything it's the opposite like it creates yes. connection yes. because you're able to like share on a deeper level and so and hopefully like it's reciprocated by those like you're opening up to yeah and so like i think just in general it's like made me a more like like, like i'm a human now yeah you know i'm not this like little robot of a child and so um actually i think that Brene Brown has been like a huge, huge, huge proponent of like vulnerability. And if you guys haven't listened to her TED Talks or like the podcast that she's featured on, like mm -hmm. you guys should give it a listen because um, I listened to the 10% Happier podcast and in it, she was explaining how the power of vulnerability is like the key to courage. And so I think it, it really does take a lot of courage to open up about like things that you're struggling with in general yes. my boyfriend actually had told me before mm. having no weaknesses does not mean you're courageous oh it's being able to overcome them oh right which yeah. essentially is being vulnerable so yeah. that like, completely makes sense yeah because i think when i think about that i think of guys you know when guys think they're like the shit like, uh-huh uh -huh. they think it's about being pompous and like puffing your chest and like yeah being a, you know uh a douchebag but yeah it's really not yeah i think guys are so much more attractive when they're able to share their weaknesses able to share like like be vulnerable right yeah yeah like on the deeper level stuff okay one thing that is so attractive to me about guys is like when they're actually able to like confront their feelings because i think mm. that a lot of times after breakups you hear about how 
women are able to get over it in like you know however amount of time and then and then they're healed and then they can go off and start dating but a lot of times like that process is a lot longer for guys because they'll go have their hoe phase get their rebounds completely ignore their feelings and like feel Mm. empty inside and then they're finally like what a year or two down the line like oh shit let me deal with all this emotional baggage and so when, when i'm able to see like that they're actually putting in the work like because it's hard work like it's freaking scary after a breakup to like confront your feelings like i'm like oh wow like that is so attractive oh yeah yeah and so like i think that's also why like i wouldn't want like a future partner of mine for example to like be like a serial monogamist you know what i mean like going relationship Mm. to relationship like relationship Mm -hmm. hopping Mm -hmm. overall vulnerability allows you to live like more authentically mm-hmm. and that's like where i want to like constantly like live from i think oh, i love that yeah also in line with living authentically something that i've like started to accept about myself is curiosity and it's kind of interesting because i think that curiosity and vulnerability like it's different sides of the same coin right because yeah. i think that like when someone is like kind of starting to be like vulnerable starting to open up Mm -hmm. and like the other person reciprocates with curiosity like oh why are you feeling that way like if you want to share um i think it just like allows for like a deeper like connection and like friendship yeah relationship or whatever it is because you want to see that like people like genuinely are like invested in you i'm shook Uh And so I think that curiosity has become like one of my like main values because like in every sense of the word, like I want to be curious about what my friends are going through and why and how and if they're processing their emotions. I want to be like interested in different topics because I think that it makes for like a more like well-rounded person. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, I think that the decisions that they're making are just from like all perspectives not just like one biased perspective it used to it used to be that like i would beat myself up for delving into like these niche interests and stuff Mm -hmm. but like i have truly become like so accepting of that Mm -hmm. maybe almost to a fall i just like you know get a little distracted here and there but your authentic self yes yes and so yeah no you are completely right i will say Mm-hmm. Right when you, as soon as you said, um, just how vulnerability and curiosity, it, it comes hand in hand a little bit sometimes. Yep, yep. Um, I can think of two examples. Like, obviously, you're, you know, a big part of my life, and so is my boyfriend. And I could think of, remember the time when I was, you know, I'm crying at the sushi place mm-hmm. um, because of one of my previous relationships. And it's so funny, you guys, literally the scenario, Hannah asks a question. I really don't want to answer it. So I give her some BS answer. And I she, could tell. Yeah. Is she asks in a different way, but essentially the same question. I give mm-hmm. her another BS answer. And she finally like asks in a way where I could not BS it anymore. <laughs> and right, like that's when I started crying. Like, and I remember in the moment I was just like, oh, why is Hannah doing this to me? Like, mm. but then now I think about it and I laugh because I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's so good at it. She's so good at it. I love digging. And same thing with you know like my boyfriend too like i don't know like has anyone ever asked you like what is your weakness not you know? anything except for job interviews yeah exactly which also is a bs answer and right. you know that oh yeah and so it was just like the first time like i was kind of taken aback by it i was like kind of weirded out by it too at first like 
that's a weird question to ask mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like why are you so negative like why uh, like why are you curious about that yeah right but it was so interesting because everyone will always be willing to talk about the positives right the happy stuff right but you don't really get to understand like a person's fears uh, you know their buttons their um right just all that stuff with the the real the real them unless you know like the deepest darkest secrets oh that's and like very so endearing it that was literally that that word was on the tip of my tongue like in the moment i think i was a bit confused but when i reflected on it it was like wow like i think this person really cares about me Aww. just like nobody has asked these questions before yeah and so yeah and i think that's like a really important point in relation to dating is i think when you go on these dates and you start to realize that the ratio of talking is so Mm. off like this person is only talking about themselves and never like asking about you they're really lacking that like curiosity Mm. right like you want to see that investment Mm. in like in you and Mm -hmm. so i think that like that's why I get so bothered when I'm like, oh, I, I didn't talk this hangout. Like, I didn't mm. talk during this date. Like, I wasn't asked any questions because I'm like, oh, you obviously, like, don't think that I have anything to offer you. Like, yeah. like nothing that you could potentially even take away from, like, what I have to say. Yeah. And so, again, oh, wow. I, so I love that your boyfriend, like, goes out of his way to, like, ask you about, like, these, like, seemingly kind of strange things. Yeah um because like looking back on it it's like oh my gosh wait you actually want to get to know me like it has broke down honestly a lot of barriers Uh, and has been an you know integral part in you know in me understanding gratitude and valuing gratitude more than optimism because i'm not masking how i feel all the time anymore yeah yeah i also think that this applies in more like cultural sense and like what i mean by that is like i think that you know being korean american asian american it's really easy to have like these shallow surface level relationships within the family right like you are just like oh we're family and so like we're close but like are you really close and so i think that like one of like the biggest like milestones within like my family dynamic was like when um one of my cousin's dads passed away actually Mm -hmm. and it was probably like one of the like biggest like deaths that I'll probably ever go through because he was kind of like the older brother to like my Mm. dad my uncles like to all of like the uncles and aunts that I have on that side of the family and in a sense like it was so painful but it really like brought us together Mm. because we started talking about like all the taboo things that you're not supposed to talk about yeah and I think it was like truly that like vulnerability and like curiosity and like at a certain point like I was like you know what I think everyone's like sick of pretending that everything's okay yeah and so it allowed for like deeper connections and I have gotten so close to that side of the family and so like even though that passing was really really painful like that was like an example of like oh everything happens for a reason and Mm -hmm. in god's timing yeah because like i think like we all really needed that like support system in that Mm -hmm. like really really tough time wow and so i think like even in like a broader cultural sense like it's important to like like i love that like just like don't be so cordial like don't be so like 
uh like scared to bring up things that you know are going on because it's like it's the it's the elephant in the room let's just talk about it yeah and so yeah i think like those two are huge 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 and something that's been on my mind more recently Mm -hmm. is like how much i value humor Mm. because i told you guys last week that i went to Lollapalooza, Mm -hmm. and it was so fun i laughed for literally four days straight like girl I got an ab workout. Okay, watch out for them abs coming your way because it was just, it was so like laughter filled and like joyous. And I realized that Mm. like a big reason why I value humor so much is because like it connects people. Yeah. Like, I don't think that I'm able to like as easily connect with people when they don't have like this like lighthearted mentality. Mm. Like for example, like when something goes wrong in your day, let's say like you get a parking ticket. Yeah. Dude, that freaking sucks. But I think that being able to like take that in like a humorous way allows for just like like a lightheartedness. Yeah. No, I'm so guilty of that. Guilty of like not being able to manage like how to react to things sometimes. Because mm-hmm. like sometimes I'll I'll think back to it and be like, oh, wasn't that serious? I really didn't need to be that mad about it. No. Uh, because by being that mad about it, I really ruined, you know, whether it's my boyfriend or my sister or my parents. You know what I mean? Like somebody's night was affected because of my reaction. Uh, like it kind of like spirals into yeah. this big thing. And yeah, I think like one of the phrases that like, if I had to get a phrase tattooed on me, <laughs> it would be like, it's not that serious, bro. Yeah. Because I think that it allows you to kind of like, maybe... Maybe you need to acknowledge your feelings a little bit more than, oh, it's not that serious, bro, and, like, move on. But, like, acknowledge your feelings and then move on. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, dude, we all understand now that, like, shit happens. Like, truly shit happens. And so um, I've been obsessed with the show Ted Lasso on Apple Plus. Yes. TV. Apple TV. Apple TV. Apple TV. (laughs) I signed up for their seven-day free trial, and I'm really upset because I didn't do the timing right, and so I'm not going to get to see the new episode. Oh, Oh, I'm so upset. Oh, I thought you meant, like, you did the timing wrong, so you forgot to cancel the subscription. Oh, yeah. No, no. Not yet. I have a reminder on my calendar. Good, good. But in Ted Lasso, they they ask, like, do you know what the happiest animal in the world is? Mm -hmm. And the answer is a goldfish because it has a 10 second memory right like you're able how do scientists know that i <laughs> mm. am i being too serious <laughs> poof where are the articles where's the research do you want me to like you do you want me to like list my sources you want an mla no apa please apa okay yeah, okay APA. it definitely comes this from the science journal of oh, okay. america science journal of america <laughs> yeah. yeah great research yeah, yeah yeah that's a great journal and so a goldfish it has a 10 second memory mm. and that's why it's the happiest because you're able to just like move on from things like i think that it's a really good like <laughs> framework to view life and okay i actually have like a a very recent example of this mm. um you guys know that me and my facial lady Hilly <laughs> have a very like good relationship, right? Uh-huh. And I started crying about my breakup during mm-hmm. a facial the last time I saw her. But then the <laughs> uh-huh. most recent time I saw her, uh-huh. guys, I got a panic attack. And uh, <laughs> panic attacks are panic attacks are serious, right? 
like it was very scary in the moment uh-huh. she was literally like popping all of my pimples and then i was really scared to get my peel i think and i uh-huh. was getting really really hot because it was like one of those super hot humid days yeah and her cat was on top of like me and i was underneath like three blankets like uh-huh. it was just not a good experience and i started crying because like <laughs> I, I don't even i don't even know i can't even tell you why i started crying and then all of a sudden i like i like started hyperventilating and i was just like oh my god what is going on and she was like oh sweetie sit up it's like sit up do you want water and i'm like yeah 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 i i want water i want water and then she's like talking me through it she like puts on a meditation and i am just sitting in this lady's like a facial office just like like freaking out right uh-huh. but i like immediately was like haha panic attack like <laughs> And guys, oh I, I'm holding my journal here right now, and uh, I like to title all of my journal entries, and it's literally ooh. baby's first panic attack. Like yeah, I don't I know what that. happened, but yeah. And so I think that's like a very good example of like you know what, dude, mm. that was scary and it sucked, mm. but you know what, shit happens. Like panic attacks happen, and so you know I hope I like don't get any anymore but it'll be baby second panic attack the next time i get one and I so i was laughing i <laughs> sorry it was just like so funny to me i don't know why this lady probably thinks like you <laughs> dude she does she definitely no but actually no she i was texting my sister afterwards uh-huh. and i was like hey i had a panic attack at hilly's and she was like oh my god are you okay and then i was like yeah yeah and immediately after that she was like but to be honest, if you're going to have a panic attack anywhere, mm. I'm glad it was at Hilly's. And I was like, yeah, me too. That's exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because she yeah. just has like a great energy to her. Like yeah. such a healing energy. And yeah. so I think just like in that sense, like, you know, I was able to like kind of like acknowledge my feelings. I didn't necessarily like figure out like why I had that panic attack, but I don't find so much importance in that. It's more so like okay like making sure that i like don't get to that point you know Mm. and like you know seeing humor in it it's like everyone kind of like will go through these like little bumps in the road and yeah but what matters is like the ability to move on yeah and i don't know humor is not necessarily my like biggest value but well you know what I, i mean humor is very important to me i don't want somebody that's always like calculated and very like stoic yeah oh absolutely not oh gosh i I laugh at the stupidest stuff ever like stupidest (laughs) stupidest Uh but this is just to say who knows like maybe five years down the line like maybe something will happen in my life where humor is the biggest thing i value Mm, yeah yeah like Mm -hmm. just you know like values are fluid yeah and just a reminder i mean it's Hannah and I don't only value three things. Mm-mm. Like family and friends is just such a given that we excluded that. And I'm sure like, I mean, you know, when I really think about big events and I, when I think of big events, I think of, right, like deaths, mm-hmm. births, mm-hmm. like engagements. Right. And like those are big things that you and I have yet to experience. So when I think about that, like, I don't know, like maybe then after like, I don't know, we're responsible for another life or we have a partner that we are, you know, married to stuff like that. Right. I think, oh, maybe my values would be a little bit different. Oh, interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I think that like oftentimes you hear about like how, you know, like when you have a kid or maybe you get a dog or a new job like things will shift like things will get modified and you know i will admit like we pulled up this list from Brene brown and Mm -hmm. it's a 
pretty intimidating list of words like it definitely is. like 70 plus yeah. that you have to choose from but i think that it's just like you go through you circle however many just like even remotely apply to you and then you narrow down from there exactly and i think like understanding like the whys behind like why you value a certain thing is like very important and just making sure that like your actions and your decisions align with your values so that that. you're able to feel fulfilled in the ways that you need to yeah and hannah you shared a mark manson article Mm -hmm. with me and i loved that he had an audio version yeah it was great it was great um i literally listened to this one part in the very beginning it was like the first five minutes like over and over again because i wanted to write it down word for word and he said you can't talk about self-improvement without talking about values Uh, right yeah I think the reason I was able to get to gratitude from optimism was because I identified optimism Mm, mm -hmm. and was able to dig deeper is really optimism. Mm, mm -hmm, Like for mm -hmm. all of them, I think my values are actually pretty similar to the previous word. I just like to think it's maybe a bit more matured. Yeah. Right. And with that, like I hope your values are aligned to your definition of being a good person. Or being a better version of yourself. Yeah. You know, I think I'm an all right, like I'm I'm an okay person. I'm a decent person. But like, what can I focus on? What do I value that can help me be an even better version of myself? Oh, maybe we'll leave it with kind of a cliffhanger. We didn't really address this, but I think this is going to be my maybe biggest takeaway from that particular Mark Manson article. I think overall our our episode wasn't too like, like happy this, happy that. Yeah. Right. You know, we talked about vulnerability. And sometimes that can be talking about the ugly, the deep and the painful, painful. Exactly. But the thing is when you only, um, you know, we're so, it's so easy for us to focus on the good, Mm -hmm. the feel goods, Mm. the feel happies. But when you only do things that make you feel happy, it can actually be more destructive. Mm. Right. Right. Cause I think like that's touching upon like instant gratification versus delayed gratification yes yeah all right um well hope you learned something awesome possum (laughs) yes i like that hope you learned something from this episode purgogi podcast (laughs) (laughs) a white thing a white thing a white thing white thing everyone all right follow us on instagram please leave us a review follow us on twitter we are coming out with a lot of social content and so if you actually want to know what's going on please give us a follow yes yes it's about, to get, it's about to get real busy real fun mm-hmm. real entertaining mm-hmm. Podcast on instagram and tiktok Prugugi podcast on twitter and you can find me at h-a-n-a-k-a-t-t-t and me at b-e-j-u-l-i-f-i-e-d-e one two three Ooh. Ooh.